0: Of God. The predestinate will of God. We taught, we've taught, we taught this predestined will of God one. And then predestinate will of God two. And this is a part three. So. And I even asked us to watch the part one and part two. Amen. 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 So you can get the predestinate will of God part one and part two. You can also watch on Facebook. It's live there. So you can also watch. It's a very powerful message. And your life will never remain the same again. Amen. Amen. Say the word of God, the word of God. Is, God to me? is God speaking to me. Say it again. Say the word of God is God speaking to me. Say it again. Say the word of God is God speaking to me. Speaking Say I am who Christ is. I, am who Christ I, have, is. What Christ I have what Christ I has. Can what Christ can I can do what Christ can do. I'm seated do. where Christ is seated. I'm in heavenly place, say I, I am a doer of the word, and not a hearer only. Say the, 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 the word of God is for my benefit. Say, say the word of God is for my benefit. See, I'm born of, the word. I'm born of the, I word. the word. I live by the word. I'm not an ordinary person. Say I'm a world changer. I'm, a world changer. I'm, changing world. I'm changing my world through the power of the Holy Ghost in the name of Jesus and by the knowledge of the word of God come on, shout glory Glory. shall we please take our seats so in predestinate 1 and in predestinate 2 we took our time to explain what is the predestinate will of God take us to Ephesians chapter 1 from verse 3 we took our time to explain what the predestinate will of God is And we said that the predestined will of God Is the predestined purpose of God A particular purpose that was in God Before the foundation of the world And that purpose is a person Amen Amen. So we said that the predestined will of God Is the purpose of God The person of God's purpose That was hidden in him Before the foundation of the world Let me say before God even said let light be, and let us make man, in the book of Genesis, He had a purpose hidden in Himself, and the Scriptures refer to that purpose as the the predestined purpose of God. Shout glory! Glory. Is that not powerful? powerful. That purpose is a person. Is that not powerful? powerful. And then we went on to explain why this purpose was in God. Says before the foundation of the world, not after. The foundation. I we say the Christian is raised or created according to the foreknowledge of God. So the Christian is not an afterthought. The Christian did not come into play. Or God did not bring the aspect of Christianity when sin came. And he didn't know what to do. No. Come on, shout glory. glory. Then we talk about certain important terminologies. In Ephesians chapter 1 from verse 3 reading downwards. We talked about the dispensation of the fullness of times. Amen. Amen. What it means. What Paul means by that. We talked about the good pleasure of his will. When the scriptures talk about the good pleasure of God's will. Then the Bible talks about the working of God's will. Amen. And the scriptures talks about the counsel of God's will. The counsel of God's will. The good pleasure of his will, And all those terminologies that are revealed in the epistles that Paul gave to the church. Is that not powerful? powerful? So maybe you missed that. You can go back on Facebook. Watch Ephesians. The Predestinate World. Part 1. And the Predestinate World. Part 2. Even as we discuss Part 3. Is that not powerful? powerful so it says that. Blessed be the God. Let's just refresh our memories. More. Is that not powerful? Not blessed be the God. And Father of our Lord. Are you in this church? Yes, Are you writing down something? It. Yeah. So it says. Blessed be the God. And Father of our Lord. Jesus Christ. Who has blessed us. With all spiritual blessings. In heavenly places in Christ. Verse 4. Is that not powerful? According as he has chosen us in him. He has chosen us. Who is the us? We the church. The new man. The new creation. The Christian. Chosen in him. In God. It says when? Before the foundation of the world. That we should be holy. Holy. Without blame. Before him. In love. Verse 5. Is that not powerful? powerful, Come to verse 5. Having predestinated us. Unto the adoption of children. By Jesus Christ to himself. According to the good pleasure. Of his will. Having predestinated which people. us, the church of Jesus Christ. The Christian. The new creation. The new man having predestinated us. Say predestinated us. us. Say predestinated us. And that word predestinate actually means that to prearrange something by divine order. To prearrange. That is to arrange beforehand something. Amen. Amen. Go to verse 6. I just want to refresh your memories. To the praise of the glory of his grace wherein he has made us accepted in the beloved. Is that not powerful? powerful. Verse 7. We are accepted in the beloved. In whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. Verse 8. Wherein he has abounded toward us in all wisdom and in prudence. Verse 9. Come on, shout glory. glory. Having made known unto us the mystery of his will, This is Paul speaking to the church. That God has made known unto us the mystery of his will. That's why we call it the predestinate will of God. To Paul, it was a mystery. To others, it was a mystery. But to Paul, it says that that mystery has been made known. That word made known means has been revealed. So that it looks like somebody has a plan, a purpose that is hidden Amen. Amen. Concealed, and then now is revealed. Is that not powerful? It's powerful Verse 10. It says that in the dispensation of the fullness of times, he might gather together in one all things, in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on earth, even in him. So it's the dispensation of the fullness of times. So God had in his mind what he calls, by revelation, what he calls the dispensation of the fullness of times. Where he has gathered together in one all things. He says, oh is that not powerful? That's powerful. In whom also we have obtained an inheritance, being predestinated according to the purpose of him who worketh all things. After the counsel of of his own will. So we explain the counsel of his own will. We talk about the working of all things according to his will. We talk about the dispensation of the fullness of times. So you can get that is very important. Why is this teaching important? Is that not powerful? Powerful. Is that not powerful? Now the reason why we teach these things and people don't know. is Because we want to bring you out of the realm where your Christianity is just after one testimony and another testimony. Where your Christianity is an unending flow of glory. Where you understand your identity in Christ, in God. Remember what I said? To establish you so that you have an understanding that you are not an afterthought. Amen. Amen. You, the Christian, say I'm a Christian. I'm a a new man. I'm a new new creation. I'm 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 not an afterthought. And also to to Call up your spirit to know that he is superior. Not all of us are the same. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Not all creations are the same. Yes, sir. Not all men are the same. Do you hear what I'm saying? Yes, and your value is not defined by what you possess in the physical. Your value is defined By who God has made you in Christ. Who what I just said? Your value, so that you can place value on yourself. So that you can esteem yourself highly. Because God esteems His children highly. You hear what I said? So it doesn't matter where you sleep. And it doesn't matter what you wear. All those things don't define you in the sight of God. Who is saying what I'm saying? Is that powerful? All those things don't define you in the sight of God. What defines you is your makeup. The position of your spirit. Remember what I said? What you can do, what you can have, they are all defined by the disposition of your spirit. They are not defined by the, the family... You were born into physical family. Amen. Amen. Are you Are you following what I'm saying? Yes, so that your level of thinking will change. Your level of action will change. There are things you want to do and you want to see. And the things you can do. You would come to know it. Through this knowledge. So whenever we are teaching some of this, it's not just a message. We are just giving you. And then when you finish, you are just sitting there. Oh, Papa taught very powerful. Is it powerful? No. You have to think superior. You have to think that I am superior. You can only know that when we teach you this. Is that not powerful? So the Christian is superior. The new man is superior. We can't see that superiority in your on your body. We can't see that superiority on what you are wearing. Do you hear know what I'm saying? Demons don't fear what you wear; they fear who you are. You didn't hear what I said? Demons don't fear what you wear; they fear they fear who you are in Christ Jesus. And just being who you are is not enough, but having a knowledge of who you are is what makes the difference. You didn't hear what I said? Just being who you are, I'm a Christian. There are many Christians who are tormented by devils till now. And afflicted. And their lives for the past years have just been full of struggles. And moving from place to place. Do you hear what I said? But they are Christians. Their human spirit is superior. Do you hear what I said? Yet, they cannot rule. Because it's not just, it's not just being who you are. It's knowing the being that you are. Or having the knowledge. Say knowledge. knowledge. I say that with what makes a lot of difference is knowledge. You know what I said? What makes a lot of difference in life is knowledge. What makes a lot of difference in our Christian work is the knowledge we have. Not the church we go. But the knowledge we have in the church we go. Mm-hmm. you see what I said? Yes, yes. Powerful truth. Is that not powerful? Ah, powerful? Say I'm not an ordinary person. I am not an ordinary say I'm not an ordinary Christian. Christian. I'm, not an ordinary I'm, in I'm in this world to rule. I'm not here to be subdued. I'm, here to, be subdued. I'm here to subdue. Say they again. Say I'm here to subdue. Say they again. Say I'm, here to, subdue. I'm, I'm here, here to subdue. The purpose for which God raised the Christians, for the Christian to subdue. That's one major purpose. It's for the Christian to subdue. That's what God raised the Christian. Why? Because before... Oh, can I teach something today? Before God raised the Christian, all the human race, all the human race were being subdued. So God needed another creation that will subdue. Not a creation that will be subdued. Subdued by diseases Subdued by sin Subdued by demons Subdued by all the corruption that is in this world Because there is corruption in this world And the scripture says The whole world lies under the control of the wicked one You do hear what I said So the purpose of the creation Of the new man The new creation The church The Christian Is to raise A kind of people Or a species of people that will rule in this world, that will subdue in this world, that will have dominance in this world. You heard what I just said. Yes, Did you hear what I said? Yes, is that not powerful? powerful sir. That's one of the that, that is it. Because even up to now, the scripture says that the whole creation groaneth and travails in pain. The whole creation. It says the whole creation groaneth and travails in pain. What is the whole creation? The world. It says they are traveling. They are in pain. They are being afflicted. Oh, the church must rise up. We Christians must be so wild. It says they are waiting. The creation. When talking about the creation, he's talking about those who are not born again. All those who are not born again are referred to as the creation. The world. It says they are groaning. They are in pain. Not knowing how to come out of all this spiritual death. And all these afflictions of the enemy. And the corruption that resides in the world. So they are in pain. In birth pangs. Just until now. Waiting for what? He says, waiting for the manifestations of the sons of God. So in the sight of the spirit, the sons of God are not being subdued. They are not in groaning. They are not in pain. I don't know whether you get what I said. It says the whole creation is groaning in pain. In travail. So if the creation is groaning and they are waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God, Then in the mind of God, the sons of God has what it takes to get the world, the creation, out of where they are. Whoever I just said. In the mind of God, these Christians, who are his sons, when they begin to demonstrate who they are, in this world, they will be able to deliver the world out of that groaning, out of that pain. They will be able that is why you must rise up. Yeah. That is why you must not give room to ignorance. Yes, sir. That is why you must not just accept anything that comes your way. Yes, sir. And all the fiery does that are thrown your direction, they all come to you. Katosh Apali Katosh. Shout glory. glory. Go to John, the Gospel of John chapter 1. Who heard what I just said? Yes, sir. So the mentality of the, the predestinate world that we teach It's not just to give revelation. Oh, this revelation is deep. No. A deep revelation that is not applied is no revelation. Is that not true? A deep revelation that does not cause you to, not even if you are not even living the victorious life, to cause you to desire to live it. It's no deep revelation. Because the word of God is not just for amusement. Amen. Amen. It is to guide us to know what to do. It is to direct us as to what we should do. It is to let us know who we are and live like that. Who heard what I just said? I you, sir. So the word is not just for some amusement. Hey, it's powerful. Hey, the church hey, is powerful. Hey. No. We have gone beyond that. We've gone beyond that. Is that not true? Yes. Where our spirit is just burning, is just burning within us. And we want to command changes wherever we go. We don't want to hear negative reports and accept them. Do you hear what I said? We don't want to have negative experiences and just embrace them. We say, no, this is not supposed to be in our path. Where we decide what should happen in our path. Do you hear what I said? Where you decide what should be happening in your path. Where you decide what should be happening around you. Where you decide what should be happening in your finances. Where you are the one making the decision. Not the decision being made for you. And this has nothing to do with what you do. Or your job. Who heard what I just said? I'm blessed. I'm blessed. Because it says, blessed be God. The father of our Lord Jesus. Who has blessed us? With all spiritual blessings. Residing in heavenly places in Christ. Do you hear what I'm saying? Many Christians can relate with this. It's like, ah, I'm blessed. With all spiritual blessings. That is what God said. Do you believe God? Do you, are you born again? How do you get born again? Do you believe in what Jesus has said? Do you believe in Jesus? Can you believe in a person without believing what he has said? So this is a revelation of Jesus to the church. So you believe that one. Who heard what I said? I I'm blessed. I'm blessed. I'm so blessed. The whole world is hearing my voice. I cannot be kept under. I cannot be kept under. Say, I cannot be kept under. I cannot be kept under. So he says, In the beginning was the word. And the word was with God. And the word was God. So we are talking about the introduction of the new creation in the person of Jesus. That's why I started in the part 2 and I I stopped and gave the terminologies. So it says, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God. So you can write it down, the introduction of the new creation or the new man or the Christian in the person of Jesus. The introduction, say introduction. introduction. So it says, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. Continue. The same was in the beginning with God. Uh-huh. And all things were made by him. And without him was not anything made that was made. Verse 4. In him was life. And the life was the light of man. Verse 5. And the light shined in darkness. And darkness comprehended it not. Verse 6. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. Is that not powerful? Verse 7. The same came to bear witness or for a witness to bear witness of the light. That all men through him might believe. Verse 8. He was not that light. But was sent to bear witness of that light. Verse 9. This is another teaching on this one. That was the true light. Which lighted every man that cometh into the world. Is that not powerful? Since that was the true light. That lights every man. Or that enlightens every man. So without Christ. No one, no, no one can claim to be enlightened. Do you know what I'm saying? Yes. Because Jesus Christ is the one that lights every man. Hallelujah. Do you know what I said? Yes, yes. This is a powerful truth I can not teach you today. Verse 10. So powerful. Yes. He was in the world, and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. Verse 11. He came unto his own, and his own received him not. Verse 12. But as many as received him, to them gave him power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. Verse 13. Is that not powerful? Which were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. Lift up and say, Lord, Lord. let Christians steady. Let Christians steady. Listen, say, Lord, Lord, Lord. Let let Christians steady. Verse 14. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. He not saying the Word was made flesh and dwelt in us. He says he dwelt among us, and the Word was made flesh. So, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Is that not powerful? So says, the Word was made flesh. Now in Ephesians chapter one we are told that God had a predestinate will. Paul it the mystery of his will. Or a will or a purpose of God that was hidden in him. Then the scriptures in John 2 tells us that the word was also hidden in him. Go to verse 18. 14 and 18 will be in between. Amen. Amen. Who is hearing some truth today? Yeah, a... Malatasta. says, No man has seen God at any time. The only begotten Son, which is in the bosom of the Father, he has declared him. Did you see that? So, It means that the only begotten son was in the bosom of the father. That means that the only begotten son was in the father. But he was not in the father as a son. He only became a son when he was declared. Before he was declared, he was the word. In the father. Now if the purpose of God was hidden in him before the foundation of the world. And the word of God was hidden in him before the foundation of the world then that purpose of God, or that predestined purpose, was in His Word, in Him. Who heard what I just said? So when the Word became flesh, or took on flesh, I think I've explained that over and over again, how the Word became flesh. So when the Word became flesh, that meant that God had come in the human form, two of us that also meant that the word of God had taken off on flesh. The word of God had been personified. that true? So that we can now see the word of God as a person. And the name of the word of God as a person is Christ Jesus. He calls that person of God's word the only begotten son. Did you hear what I said? He calls the person of God's word the only begotten son. Because that word had to be born to become a person. Whatever I just said. Yes, I've thought that over, over again, how the word of God went to Mary and all that. Amen. Yes. So the word had taken on flesh. Now, when the word became flesh and was walking around, John, this same John in his epistles is that which was from the beginning. It says, Which we have seen with our open eyes, naked eyes, and our hands have handled. So when the word took on flesh and was coming, God had become a man. The word had taken on flesh. As the word was coming, we could now handle the word. It says, Of the word of life, which our hands have handled. Now when that word was coming, it says, And dwelt among us. So it was coming and walking among the people in his days. He was working among working among the people in his days. The word that had become flesh. The word of God personified. The person of the word. Jesus Christ. Walking. When Jesus was walking. On the streets. That purpose that Paul tells us. That was hidden in God. Before the foundation of the world. Was in that word. That had become flesh. So Jesus walking was the purpose of God or the predestined purpose of God that was hidden from all men from ages to ages. Declared. who heard what I said. Because that purpose was hidden in him. But when Jesus was declared, as the Bible says, the bosom of the Father, he has declared him. When that word that had become flesh, when that word was declared, the predestined purpose of God had also been declared. You do hear what I said? So Jesus was the purpose of God walking among men. Jesus was the predestined purpose of God walking among men. That purpose that was hidden in God had become a person. Jesus Christ walking. On the streets of Galilee. Walking in Nazareth and Capernaum. As they were handling him. They were handling first of all. The word of God. Is that not true? Then they were handling. The predestined purpose of God. Jesus. Oh this as low as it is written of me. I come to do your will. Mm. Amen. Amen. So Jesus was the will of God. In human form. The predestined will had come. Did you hear what I said? Yes, so this God had hatched that purpose that was in him in the person of Jesus. God had disclosed before then, that purpose was just in him. And all throughout this time where Jesus had come and all that, that purpose has still not been known by many. The only person who knew it was Jesus himself. Alone. <laughs> heard what I just said yes, so the word of God or the living word or the word that became flesh was like we would say an encapsulation of the purpose of God on the earth realm yes, sir. so when they touched Jesus they were touching God's actual original purpose it was hidden in him, in God and Jesus had been introduced like that as the purpose Yet nobody knew because it had not yet that same purpose. Even though Jesus had been introduced, that purpose had not been revealed to anyone until Paul took the the, the revelation from the Spirit. He did what? He picked that revelation from the Spirit. If you are here, wave your hands and shout glory. Who oh, heard what I just said? What I just said. Oh, said. said. So Jesus was that purpose walking on the earth, realm. and you see. One thing you should understand about God is that God believes in a principle we call a principle of one man and his generation. Now the reason why I said that all there, the new creation was in Jesus was because God believes in this principle. It's called one man and his generation. Say, say the principle. Oh, are you here? Say, say the principle of one man and his generation. Now let me explain that principle to you. So that you can catch what I'm saying. Because when I say that the new creation was in Jesus, you say, I have a new creation. "How was the new creation in Jesus?" You understand? Yes, hmm. Or the purpose of God was in Jesus. It was in God when God declared Jesus that new creation or that purpose, the new man, the purpose of God in raising the new man was in Jesus. He had declared that purpose. It means that the word "declare" I'm talking about means that He has revealed that purpose in Jesus. But he had not made it known to all men, to no man, apart from Jesus. So one day Jesus asked them, who do men say that I am? And said, some say you are John the Baptist. Why would not some say that? Because they are not still yet being revealed. That is why we are of the advantage, we in this generation. And in this dispensation. Because some said you are Elijah. Some said you are John the Baptist that has come back to life. Is that not true? Some say you are a prophet. They say, who so do you say that I am? Then Peter said that you are the son of, son of God. You are the Christ, the son of the living God. Then Jesus said, flesh and blood had not revealed this to you. So, at that particular time, Peter, even though not yet born again, could pick a particular revelation and say it. But even though he picked that revelation, he still lacked the understanding of that revelation. True or false. That's why we talk about spiritual revelation. I'm talking about spiritual understanding. They are not the same. I'm talking about the spirit of wisdom. Amen. Amen. So when Jesus was opening their understanding, when he was raised back, he opened their understanding. Very powerful truth. Say very powerful truth. Very powerful. Is that not strange? Now, the principle of one man and his generation. Say it again. Say the principle of one man, the of one man. and his generation. Now the reason is this When God wants to Establish a generation He establishes With one man And when God looks at that one man He sees his other generation In that person That's one principle of God Do you know what I said? So when God was creating When God created the first man Adam He did not create three men he created one and Eve. A man. But he looked into Adam to see the generation of Adam. So in Adam was the whole generation of him. Not just him. So when you looked at Adam, you see a man coming. But when God looked at Adam, he was seeing a man and his generation. Whoever I just said the first man Adam. When they picked Abraham. He picked one man. He says, look to your father Abraham. I called him alone. But in that Abraham were the generation of Abraham. First of all, after the flesh. And secondly, after the spirit. After the flesh means that the generation after the physical. where we talk about Isaac, Jacob and all that. And after the spirit has to do with Christ and the church. Hallelujah. Do I just said. He picked Abraham like that. But in Abraham, he could see other generations. He picked Adam like that. Or created Adam like that. In Adam, he could see other generations. Whoever I just said. That is, that's an operation of God I want you to know. So even in this church, or even in the church of Jesus Christ, among ministries, God raises a man. Then in that man he sees plenty of people following that man. And he recognized them as the sons of that man. So your pastor is your father. You are the son of your father. Whoever I just said. And you are, you are as a father or as a pastor, you are responsible for training your children, raising them up, and taking them to meet him. Presenting them before him at the end of the day. So he recognizes all those who come to that person's church as his sons. So Paul said, I've begotten you through the gospel. Is that not powerful? So it's a principle that God functions with. I said what? It's, a principle that God functions with. it's what? The principle of one man and his generation. So in that same manner, Adam was one man. That's the first man, Adam. In him, was his generation. That is why the scripture says that not all men sin after the similitude of Adam. That means that not all, all men disobeyed God like Adam did. Yet, the wages of the disobedience of Adam went to all men that came through the lineage of Adam. Who have what I just said? Who heard what I just said? Who understand what I just said? So in the same way, when God brought that new man or brought up Jesus, in Jesus, he could see other generations he could see you could look at just one Jesus amen Amen. but God was not looking at one Jesus he was looking at Jesus and his generation who understand what I'm saying you understand shout glory. glory so he could see Jesus and his generation but when he was in Galilee he looked one man but in the mind of God according to his foreknowledge this is not one man. This one man you see have a lot of people in his generation. So to raise that Jesus and to make him his predestined purpose declared, and to allow Jesus walk on the streets and all that, God knew what he was doing. That's what we call the working of God according to the counsel of His will. It's in part two. It's not in part two. Can get the workings of God according to the counsel. Of his will, where nobody is suggesting for God what he should do, the counsel of his will come on, shout glory, say, Man of God, this is powerful. This is powerful. Who understand what I'm saying now? How do I explain this thing to you? Can I give you a scripture? Yes, Can I give you a scripture? Yes, Can I give you a scripture? Yes, Go to Isaiah 53. Oh, Shadabaka, Asotolo, Mongo, Shetelebra, Koso, Tolo. Meli gasata prakoso prokoto fasa. Shout glory. glory. See, I'm, being I'm being lifted in the name of Jesus by the spirit of wisdom and being lifted in the name of Jesus. Of wisdom, I'm, being I'm being carried to a level of understanding the level of and therefore a level of manifestation, level of manifestation. In, the of in the name of Jesus. Shout glory. Isaiah chapter fifty-three. Are we there? Are we there? Shout glory. Shout glory. Isaiah chapter 53 verse 8 to 11. I can't even teach just with this one and stop. Is that not true? Are we there? He was taken from prison to prison. I'm just giving you some scriptures to buttress that principle that God knows. You did hear what I said? Is that not powerful? Who caught what I just said with that one? Right now, right now, right now, right now. If you caught a child, glory. glory. He was taken from prison to prison and from judgment. And who shall declare his generation? This is a prophetic utterance by the prophet Isaiah. Amen. That means that he was speaking by the Spirit. He was doing what? By so in the mind of God, Jesus was taking, coming, can I can't read from verse one. It will take us a lot of time. Is that not true? But he says, says he was taken from prison to prison, talking about when Jesus was arrested and all that, and, and we will come to that very soon. And was, and was, and from judgment. And who shall declare his generation? For he was cut off out of the land of the living. For the, the, the transgression of my people was he taken Who shall declare his generation? So in Jesus was his generation. Who heard what I said? Go to verse 10. Let me continue. Quickly, oh, we are getting hearing something. Shout glory. glory! It says, yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him; he has put him to grieve. When thou shalt make his soul an offering for sin, he shall see he shall see his seed. He shall do what? See his seed. Who shall see his seed? Who shall see his seed? Who shall see his seed? He's <laughs> talking about Christ Jesus here. It says he shall see his seed. He shall prolong his days and the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. So he's talking about when he was taken from judgment to judgment and all that. He was seeing his seed. Jesus was seeing his seed. He was seeing his generation which we will come to very soon. Come and shout glory. Verse 11 he says what? He shall see the travail of his soul and shall be satisfied. By his knowledge, shall my righteous servant justify many, for he shall bear their iniquities. Is that not powerful? powerful. Go to Romans chapter 5 from verse 17. On that same, the principle of one man and his generation. Is that not powerful? powerful if, you are, if you are hearing something, you shout glory. 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 I'm teaching you this one so that you understand that when, you, when Jesus was walking in him was his generation. So that meant that by, by God declaring Jesus, or bringing Jesus out, or by the birth of Jesus, or by the way taking on flesh, the purpose of God was also in this person. It was like a disclosure of God's purpose that was hidden in him. Whoever I just said. What is that purpose? The church. What is that purpose? The, church. the new man. What is that purpose? So the new man is God's purpose. The church is God's purpose. The Christian is God's purpose. You say, what is God's purpose? Is the church. Why? Come on, shout, shout glory, glory, glory. For if by one man's offense, say one man, one. death reigned by one, much more they which receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one. Jesus Christ, by one man, offense, death went. Go to verse eighteen. It's powerful there. It's powerful. Therefore, as by the offense of one, are you are you hearing the English? Therefore, as by the offense of one, judgment came upon all men. The offense of who? One. But then judgment came upon all men. Why? Because when Adam was created, he was not five. He was one. So all the men that will come into the world were going to come through Adam. From generation to generation to generation. So his offense affected his generation. We call it the Adamic generation. We call it what? The Adamic generation. generation. So as by the offense of one, judgment came upon all men to condemnation. Even so, by the righteousness of one. Do you see it there? So by the offense of one. By the righteousness of one. So by the offense of this man, Adam, judgment came unto condemnation. Now by the righteousness of one man, what happens? The free gift came upon all men unto justification of life. Think about it. You see the way God sees the whole picture? Who is, who is following what I'm saying? Who is following what I'm saying? So by the offense of one, judgment came upon all men unto condemnation. By the righteousness of another, justification, righteousness of another, it says that the free gift came upon all men unto justification. So he sees this man, Adam, the first man, and his generation. Then he sees the second man or the second Adam or the person of Jesus and his generation. So in the person of Jesus was the purpose of God in him. Hidden in God. Hidden in Christ. Nobody knew. Who heard what I just said there? Is that not powerful? Is that not powerful? Go to 1 Corinthians chapter 15. On that same and then we continue. Come on, shout glory. Shout Glory. Check. Chapter 15. Verse chapter 15. I think verse 40. Check it and let me see. Only see when it says the first man Adam was made a living soul. Go to 45. Oh. Shout glory. Is that not powerful? Is that not powerful? And so it is written. The first man Adam. Say the first man Adam. So in the creation of God. In the mind of... Oh, are these things not powerful things? Are they powerful things? Amen. Amen. You must know these truths. Do you know why you must know them? To differentiate between Adam, his generation, and what happened to him, Amen, or to them, and Christ Jesus and the generation, and what we should be doing. If you do not understand this too, you will think we are all the same. Mm. Amen. Amen. Oh, we are all just all men. We are all all men. But there is a grace and a greater purpose and a greater life entrusted to you as a Christian. If you heard that, you have shouted glory. glory. I said there is a grace Is that not powerful? powerful? Is that not powerful? powerful. <laughs> uh, say, I'm not an ordinary person. I am not an ordinary person. Say, say, I'm not an ordinary person. An ordinary person. You can't understand, this, understand these truths and something hits you so hard and you say, I'm going to commit to you. say, I don't know what to do. All my money has vanished. <laughs> I went into business. Everything has vanished. It cannot happen. It cannot happen. Those thoughts can't be entertained. Who hear what I said? No. Yes, oh. so, and so it is written the first man, Adam, was made a living soul. The last Adam was made a quickening spirit. So, in the mind of God, he has created only two men. Who <laughs> hear what I said? Yes, in the mind of God, in reality, only two men have been created. One was created in the garden. One was born. One was born. And one was created in the garden. And one was born. In the mind of God, he's created two men. Who heard what I just said? would have shouted glory to that one? That's why you should be in the classroom. If you are watching me online, next week be here. Hear truths. If you are in the house too, you are in the house... The whole world is full of wickedness. And you are in the house sleeping. The wicked spirits are saying, don't go, don't go, don't go to church. You are tired. Don't you see how you have been tired? Is that not true? You are hanging around your head and you are in the house. Be there. The devil is a bastard. Is that not true? So in the mind of God, is created only two men. Say two men. The first man and the second man now everybody you see on this earth belongs to one or the other there is no middle ground everyone that you see on this world whether it's white, black, yellow whether he carries his limousine he belongs to, two, he belongs to one of these whether he goes to the space to see how the place looks like or he has been to the moon And all that. He belongs to any of these two men. doesn't make any difference. Who heard what I said? It's either he belongs to the the first man, Adam. Or he belongs to the second man, Adam. Or the second Adam. There is no middle ground. So it's either you are of the generation of the first man. Or you are of the generation of the second man. There is no middle ground. Say there is no middle ground. So as it is written. The first man... Adam was made a living soul. The last Adam was made a quickening spirit. Continue. Or is that not powerful? powerful, How be it, that was not first which is spiritual, but that which is natural, and afterward, that which is spiritual. Come on, shout glory. Glory. Whoever I just said. So if you are a Christian, you belong to the second Adam. Mm, If you are not born again, you belong to the first Adam. So in the mind of God, there are only two men. And everybody that he sees on this earth belongs to one or the other. Is that not powerful? Is that not powerful? Where I just said. So when Jesus was walking on the earth, Jesus was the only person of his kind in that time. Why? Was he the only person of his kind? Because he was the only one that was born of God at that time. The only one. When Jesus was walking, the word became flesh and was they were touching him. In all the people that in the midst of all the people says he dwelt among them. Amen. So as he was walking among them and they were touching him and was speaking to trees and all of that he was the only person of his kind. Now listen. God defines the human creation by the state of the human spirit. God defines the human creation By the state of the human spirit. Or the disposition of the human spirit. God defines you by your spirit. First. Did you hear that? Are you writing something down? God defines you by your spirit. The state. The condition of your spirit. The quality of your spirit. The kind of life and nature in your spirit the how should I put it by how your spirit looks like did you hear what I said Amen. so when you take the first man Adam for instance when he was born when he was created he was created and the Lord the, the Bible says and God breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and he became a living soul so his body was formed Out of the dust of the ground. His spirit was created by that breath. Then the spirit man of Adam was created. Is God not powerful? So, the dust, the body came out of the dust of the ground. The spirit came out of the breath of God. And his soul comes out of the combination of his spirit and his body. That's where the human souls come from. The human soul comes from. So when God looks at the spirit of Adam, that was there. Is that not true? He calls him the mankind, the mankind of God. Adam, the mankind of God. Say it after me. The The mankind mankind of God. God. Say it again. The The mankind of God. When Adam sinned, through deception and disobedience, and Adam fell. Sin entered into Adam. So that disposition of his spirit changed. That means that the nature of sin had entered into the spirit man. His human spirit had been corrupted. So in the sight of God, that man was had fallen. The mankind of, of God had become a fallen man. Or a corrupted man. Or what we call a sinner. Or a sinful man. Why sinful? Because sin has entered into his spirit. His sinfulness was just as a result of his body. Did you hear what I said? Did you hear what I said? His sinfulness was as, as a result of sin entering into his spirit. And so the nature of sin had been registered in his spirit. So in the sight of God, that man that God breathed into his nostrils... And he became a living soul, that man had died. Did you hear what I said? Why do I say God defines a man by the condition of the human spirit? or God defines the human creation, the human creation, say the human creation, by the condition of the human spirit? Because when sin entered into the spirit of Adam, in the mind of God, Adam had died. You hear what I said? Adam had done what? His spirit man had died. So I say it every time that the physical body dies. And the spirit man, the human spirit also dies. Your human spirit can die. Did you hear what I said? (laughs) Come on shout glory. glory. The human spirit can die. And the human body also can die. Most of the deaths that we talk about and we cry is the death of the human body. The physical body. But that's not the death of the human spirit. So if you want to cry, you should cry for those whose spirits are dead. Because their own is more worse. The death of the human body of a Christian is again. Do you know what I'm saying? Because a spirit with eternal life. Ascents, But the human spirit with death, with the nature of sin. So there are a lot of living people you see on this earth, living and working on this earth who in the mind of God are already dead. If you heard something, sir, I'm hearing you, I'm hearing you. It may be your colleague, it may be your auntie. Such a man, the scripture says that he is condemned already. He says, he that does not believe in Christ, he says, he is condemned already. Has been condemned. Why? Because there is condemnation in his spirit. By reason of the sin nature in his spirit, he is under judgment. So he is already judged. He doesn't need to come and be judged again by Jesus. He is judged under condemnation. But in the body, he's looking very nice. He may not even be born again. Very nice lady coming. Is that not true? With a hair that looks like a Brazilian something. And some kind of shoe that looks like it's not bought, it's born in the moon. It was bought in the moon somewhere. (laughs) Did you hear what I said? But that is not the person. That is the house of the person. Have I explained that here before? That is the house of the person. Ah, glory? glory. Whoever I just said. That is not the person. Man is not a body. That's why when you spend all your life chasing those who build their life after their bodies and chasing those who build their lives after as a Christian, it calls you carnally minded. You spend your whole life. I want to wear this. I want to wear that. I want to wear this. But your spirit man is not Receiving any message. And you are born again. Oh. Oh. You are of all men most miserable. That's the truth. There is no name. That's what I said the last time I said. There is no name that you will mention. If the person is not saved, when God looks at the person, doesn't look at the body. Doesn't look at how good the person even is. doesn't look at how good the person is. Or he's a good man. No. What is in his spirit? Is it the life and the nature of God that is registered, that is planted in his spirit? Or is the nature of sin and death still registered in his spirit? Who does he belong to? Is that not powerful? That is why he sent Peter to Cornelius. Cornelius was a good man. He gave alms. He made prayers. He supported all the people in his generation. In fact, he paid all their school fees. Cornelius. But as good as he was, he would have gone to hell. So God said, no, this good man must not go to hell. And sent Peter the apostle, Says, go to that house, preach the gospel to him. The Bible says, as Peter was yet preaching, says the Holy Ghost fell in that house. And the whole household was saved. So that their spirit man would change. So that Cornelius spirit man would change. God wanted to see Cornelius from his spirit. And say this is my son. Not from his good works. Not from how his body looked like. Not about how the suit he was wearing looks like. No. Anyone can wear good suits. that's that not true? Anyone can drive big cars. It doesn't define us. What defines us the disposition, the disposition of our spirit. That's what the scripture says, you must be born again. It didn't say you should be born again. It says you must be born again. Then it says, with the heart man believes. Because when you are born again, your spirit is made new. Is that not powerful? Until you are born again, you have death. Your spirit is dead. So when you actually die physically and your spirit leaves your body, that is physical death. But that spirit that leaves your body lives as a, an already dead human spirit that is living, checking out of your body. And that human spirit goes to where human spirits who are dead go to. It is that place we refer to as hell. You hear what I said? <laughs> So your spirit, that's what I mean. God looks at it from the human spirit. And you should understand these truths. So when God says that you are superior, or He says you are blessed, He says you shall build a lot of my churches for me. And He gives you those prophetic things. He's talking from your spirit. He's looking inside of you. He's looking at you, you have, imp- you have what? Unending impossibilities. He knows that you are in command, even though you may not know. For whatsoever is born of God overcomes this world. He says He said, I overcome this world. Who heard what I just said? I heard you, sir. Is that not powerful? powerful? So Jesus did a lot of miracles. Do I have time? Do I have time? Jesus did a lot of miracles. A lot of miracles. The Lord of Mag- take us to Galatians. Who heard what I just explained right now? Yes, is that not very powerful. Wow. So from today, pick your friends based on their spirit. Mm. Hey. It's very important. Pick your friends based on based on your spirit, based on their spirit. That's true. That's true. It says, "Bless is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the ungodly, in the counsel, counsel, the advice, what they are telling." There are Christians whose friends hold their hands and take them to native doctors. Is that not true? Yeah. There are friends whose friends, people whose friends advise them to go sleep with, uh, what do we call it, to get a job. Oh, but that's what is happening now. Are you, don't you know about it? So pick your friends. There are friends, there are people whose friends are the cause of why their marriage failed. Some people's marriage failed because they had group around them saying your husband is cheating you, leave him, leave him, leave him. And you also left. <coughs> Your wife, your wife is sitting. You leave, leave, leave. Oh, your pastor is deceiving you, deceiving you, deceiving. It is true, it is true. This blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the ungodly. So pick friends whose spirit, man, whose human spirit are right, righteous, have life. Don't pick friends in your workplace who are not born again. You can say hello to them and preach to them. If you preach they'll not be born again, they are not your friends. Yes, sir. Until they get born again. Say, hello, how are you doing? Hello, how are you doing? I'm inviting you to church, I don't come. And then they say, how are you doing? I'm inviting you to church, I don't come. Hey, how are you doing? I'm inviting you to church. Until the person comes. Because it says friendship with the world is enmity against God. Did he say that? Did he say that? Pick friends like that. Look at the human, they are the ones who can give you godly wisdom. Godly advice, Godly counsel, because their spirit is saved when they want to teach you to go and do something which is wrong which is contrary to the scriptures, their spirit is no, and your spirit also says no Is that not true? It says evil communication, corrupt good manners. So pick friends like that. Everybody can be your what, but not that close. So when you meet a friend that whose spirit is saved, and God looks at his spirit, and says, hey, this is correct. Two of you can discuss things concerning the spirit, concerning the church, concerning what you are doing for the Lord. Concern what you should do, how you should do more, and encourage you. Not somebody say they be they be awkward. sorry. Is that not true? Pick friends like that, so that they don't corrupt your good manners. Say, for a man of God, I'm hearing, I'm hearing. Say, Papa, I'm hearing, I'm hearing, I'm hearing. Is that, is that powerful? Very important. Galatians chapter three. Come on, shout glory! Is this not powerful? Is this not is this not powerful? powerful. Who is hearing what I'm saying right now? Go, shout glory! glory. Oh, masatako polo koseta. Take us to Galatians chapter three. Oh, shada Galatians chapter 3, verse 16. I just love what I'm teaching. Is that not true? I'm not an ordinary person. I'm not an ordinary person. Christians, we have to wake up. We have to know more. We have to be so lighted. We have to be so enlightened. The world is becoming so darker and darker. And it will be more dark. Yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. The scriptures tell us how to, the world will be. Is that not true? Says in the last days men will be lovers of themselves. That's why today you call people to church and they, are they love themselves to come to church. Not lovers of God. Lovers of themselves. If you don't like giving, you are lover of yourself. You don't have time for God. You are lover of yourself. If your spirit, you must train your spirit... To rule over your body. So that you don't love sleep. This your body. One, I'll teach you this thing. This, your body, is just a house. It's like a suit. That you are wearing. You have control over your body. Do you hear what I'm saying? When you have control over your body, you are spirit-ruled. When your body has control over you, your body-ruled. Even though you're a Christian. So when you say, I cannot fast, I cannot fast. It's your house that is ruling you. Does your house rule you or you rule in your house? When the demon was cast out, the demon was cast out, he says, I'll return to my house. So demons do want houses. Those houses are not these physical buildings. Those houses are your body. That's why demons want to always enter your, people's body and oppress them. Because they also look for a house. But you already have a house. Your spirit is housed in your body. Your body is a house. Even demons recognize that their body, the body of human beings are house or houses. Are you hear what I'm saying? Demons know that this person walking around, that body is having this house for me to enter. And God knows that this is your house. So what do you know? You should also know that this is my house. So I bring my house under subjection to me. Not my house brings me under subjection. So you can't pray, uh, uh, you are sleeping. It's your body, your house that is ruling you. Who what I said? Your house is ruling you. Your house doesn't rule. This understand when you, when you, when it hits you, you want to, you don't want disease to stay in your body. Because when disease come into your body, disease have come into your house. It's like you have ants in your house, in your physical building in the home. Would you allow them to say, oh, that is an ant? Good morning. Good morning. Is that not true? You go quickly to go and look for, in fact when you see Coco Chis cry, that one cry is another thing. Is that not true? So you don't just permit anything in your house. The same way you don't just permit any disease in your body. And that's why we train our spirits through this knowledge to train our spirits to master, to, master, to have mastery over our bodies. You didn't hear what I said? When your spirit is mastery over your body, your body responds to your spirit. Because your body, your spirit is a person. So your spirit speaks. Oh, I don't have time to go into that today. Say, don't go into that. You'll we'll come to that later. Say, you'll say, we'll come to that later. you we'll come to that. Shout glory. glory. Now to Abraham and his seed where the promise is made. said, he said not and to see is as of many but as of one, and to thy seed, which is Christ. You understand? So the seed is talking about this. When God spoke to Abraham, he says, Now to Abraham and his seed were the promises made. And he said not to seeds, as of many, but as of one, and to thy seed, which is Christ. So Christ is that seed. But you see, that seed Christ the church was in that seed so any other person you see after this this seed is a duplication of that seed because it's one seed that's why I said it's one man and his generation so it is not like the Christian is another person serving Christ did you hear what I said? It's not like the Christian is another person, but he's serving Christ. No. No. The scriptures doesn't teach that. That we are the other people just serving Christ. Christ is another, and we are, no. No. Every Christian you see is after the image of Christ. Every Christian you see is Christ. In plenty forms. Can I teach you why that it is? You don't have time to teach that. I'll teach you next week. Do you get what I'm saying? But so that you see, when you see, when you look at yourself, you're not looking at Bravalash serving Christ. No. That's why we always say, I am who Christ is. I am who Christ is. Why? It has nothing to do because some of you are fair. Is that not true? Some are dark here. Yeah. Is that not true? Some are fat, some are slim. Some are, some, some are short, some have beard, some doesn't have beard. Is that not true? So we all have different houses. Some are single. We all have different houses. Is that not true? Just like you see houses, some are white and some are black. Is that not true? And some are blue. Different houses in the streets. Is that not true? But in all those houses, in reality, it should be that people are the ones living there, not animals. Is that not true? So we are all outwardly looking different. But inwardly, the same things contained in the spirit man of Pastor Obed is the same spirit contained in the spirit man of Pastor Prince. is the same spirit things contained and those things I'm talking about, I'll, I'll explain to you. I don't want to go ahead. Amen as we continue the image of the heavenly, uh, heavenly. I'll teach you that so the life and the nature in Pastor Obed is the life and the nature in Pastor Prince and the life and the nature in Brother Alash, and the life and the nature in Brother Mike and all that Samuel, you understand what I'm saying the life and the nature and the character, the same in fact the Christian is not a changed person the human spirit can I teach you these days you see many Christians say oh, I'm a changed person Is that changed person that is making you still think that oh, I'm changed but I don't know why sin is still troubling me you are not a changed according to your spirit in the sight of God you are not a changed person you hear what I said <laughs> it says for we are his workmanship it says created in Christ Jesus so You are not a changed person. You are a new man. That means that you are a new person. That means that you are a newly created person. Now, the way God created the first man, Adam, and you are very different. Can I teach you some of those things? We will teach you next week. So, Galatians says, seed as of many. Now go to Ephesians chapter 3. And then you have me end with, within the next 5 to 10 minutes. And we are out of here. Is that not powerful? It's powerful Who is saying what I am saying? Here he is. Who is saying what I am saying? Here he is, sir. So, I said what Ephesians chapter 3. From verse 3. Or from verse 1 to 3. Come on, shout glory. glory. Shout glory. glory. Who heard something right now? Who heard something right now? Who heard something right now? We heard something right now. Who heard something right now. Shout glory! Say glory. So today you are teaching us. This is why we are in the classroom. So your your I'm teaching to teach you who your spirit is, because your spirit is you. You know what I said? And the difference between the, the human spirit of the one who is not born again and the human spirit of the one who is born again, and the superiority of that human spirit. Because God had to raise a superior person called the Christian to control the mess of Adam. The first Adam. So if we are not controlling the mess of Adam and every mess in the, what the scriptures call corruption in the world, it says having escaped the corruption that is in the world through last. And that corruption is just the one that is controlling us. Then we have, we have to build our spirit. We have to enlighten our spirit. That means that we must, we must educate our spirit. The same way you are educating yourselves in school, PhD and all that. You educate your human spirit. A PhD man can get a common headache and die. But that is not the story of the Christian. And the Christian must educate his spirit to have that mastery. Or sit down and say the better two will be as to to me. And be there. Because as I speak to you, the number of demons on this earth realm, there are more than the number of humans. And they are too active for you to just sit down. When the devil sees that you are too active in the church, he says let me let me attack his body. When I attack this body and the body can't work again, when we come, it's pass over to be like, I not know that. Is that not true? Two, two days ago, three days ago, I was praying. When God told me, he says when the devil wants to kill a Christian quickly, he attacks me with a sickness that medical science can't cure, which is true. With and we take it to 37 and they say, oh, this sickness, it has defied us. It has defied. Okay, take it to Confanoche, then take it to China, then take it to India. And you are a very staunch Christian. You come to church every time, but you know nothing. You skip the church, you know nothing. <laughs> knowing nothing, eh, knowing nothing is costly. See, knowing something and knowing nothing, eh, knowing nothing is more costly. The price you pay for knowing something is better than the price you pay for not knowing something or for knowing nothing. Do you know a person who doesn't know how to drive can just sit in the car and go and cross the car and cross his head and cross his body and we carry him somewhere? Is that not true? And you say, what happened? You say they said they jammed him somewhere. Is that not true? Or you can go for an interview knowing nothing. You see the cost involved. Or go to an exam room knowing nothing. You see the cost involved that they use scratch right? By the time you come out, you have, it has become Sakura. <laughs> is that not true? Especially when you sit beside somebody who knows, and the person is writing and taking papers, he writes the he writes the whole thing. Especially elective maths. Then he takes. My, hey, is that not true? I remember some years when, when I was a student then. They when we're writing final exams, SHS, and they put some economics before us. Kala Basata. When you look at the whole diagram, they you don't know what they are talking about. <laughs> it looks like the people just intentionally decide that they'll fail us. They see everybody sitting down quiet with their pen. And this one look at it, This one look at it. And we had one guy there who never steady. He never when we are when like this, we are learning and like he has slept. When the first time he will sleep. When he said this time, we look at the teacher, look at the child sleep, but he was always first. That guy, up I'm still looking into water. Water. <laughs> Come on, shall, shall blow. Away. When the diagram was before us, and all of us were all confused. Everybody was confused. The diagram, this one lift his paper like this and do like this, do like this. So that kind of communication, and this guy was sitting down. <laughs> If somebody knocked and said, I had a friend who was so wild. He looked at the guy, said, if the guy lifted, he wrote all. He wrote all. Once you write them, you Everybody wrote. <laughs> Your yeah, dagger was looking like some fish. The economics with some fish guy, you don't know what. <laughs> oh. For this course, I pour. Come on, shout glory. glory. We have to close and continue next week. Is that not powerful? How you have been blessed today, you've heard something. So let's, let's finish this series. Then you understand why I'm teaching you this. And take this Christian life more serious. I said what? People have done PhDs and they left their certificate behind. And they've gone. Without achieving the goal for which they did it. So it's good to do all the PhDs and do the doctorate and do all of that. But spend time educating your human spirit. So that your human spirit can control through you. You hear what I said? When the demons show up and your spirit is charged already, say, "Hey, what are you doing here?" The demon says, "Thank you, sir," and runs away. Because the demon may not come to you and stand there; it can come and afflict you, afflict your body. So I had a the demon; they were pulling my money. That's demon. That is demon afflicting your finances. I had a demon, that was holding a, a huge bag and somebody came and took the huge bag and took it away. That's a demon taking your, it means that there's an operation of demons concerning your finances. Do you understand? That is why when Jesus said, he said, this sign shall follow them that believe. He didn't say that you shall speak in new tongues first. Lift up your hands, say man of God. Can we, can we please be outstanding? Else today we won't close. Lift up your hands wherever you are. Just lift up your hands wherever you are. Just lift up and say, Lord, I I walk in the spirit of understanding. I walk in the spirit of wisdom. I walk in the spirit of revelation. In the name of Jesus. I'm stirred by the Holy Ghost. I'm stirred by the Holy Ghost. Your personal life, you build your personal faith. You are not just in church, you are hearing all these truths to build your personal faith. Is that not true? And to do the Christian work. Mashota, <laughs> Mashota, Leba Lagado, lift up your right hand. Let's pray the Holy Ghost for two minutes. Let your praise fill our power, let each vessel offer up to sacrifice and praise.